At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. and running on a Tuesday evening here on VEASAN Primetime alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. I am Tim Murray. We've got a lot to get to. We've got line movement in the championship games for both the NFC and the AFC. A four has emerged for the Baltimore Ravens. We've got breaking NBA news. Still breaking news. A couple hours ago, I would consider mm. it breaking news. What does it mean for the futures market? And we've got a question courtesy of JVT that I'm uh, very much pondering. Is Junior Mints, are Junior Mints, it's plural, a top five candy? So we got a lot to get to. A lot to unpack. But first and foremost, what's up, JVT? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling got, a little got ins- the Clippers Lakers tonight. No LeBron, but uh, I know you, uh, you and the Clippers. Uh, what eleven and three ATS last fourteen games against the Lakers. Yeah, they, they've dominated it. This is uh, look. LeBron James took the day off because he knew it was coming here. Uh, the the Lakers <laughs> when they met first time this season on a Sunday, uh, they got the best of the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, so the Clippers uh, fully focused and ready to go. Just their second game in six days. They had four days off before they took on Brooklyn the other day when they went on a twenty-two to nothing run to end that game win and cover on Sunday and that was an early tip time that was 12 30 p.m pacific in Los Angeles so uh extra rest we'll say not a usual just day off about a day and a half off getting ready for the Los Angeles Lakers and a little bit of revenge without LeBron James so very much looking forward to the beatdown later tonight so a couple uh a couple weeks ago Circus Sports hung a Baltimore Ravens versus and 49ers versus the field bet out there who would win the Super Bowl they opened it up minus 115 both sides and we did a poll question on the show a couple weeks ago and it was a dead heat on that poll question what side you would take whether it be the field or Baltimore and San Francisco that was back on January 4th 50.2 percent of the vote came in on the Niners or Ravens. So a slight, ever so slight lean towards the Niners or Ravens. As of today, JVT, with the AFC Championship in Baltimore on Sunday, the NFC Championship in the Bay Area on Sunday, both teams a decent size favorite. Circus sits at minus 280, 49ers, Ravens on the yes, no, plus 225. Would you lay the minus 280 right now, or do you think the Kansas City Chiefs or the Detroit Lions have a shot to hoist 
the Lombardi Trophy here in Vegas in three weeks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I mean, I think there's a shot that it's Chiefs-Lions the Super Bowl, right? I mean, obviously, when we're talking about, look, 49ers laying a full touchdown. We saw what happened in the divisional round against Green Bay Packers and uh, how, we'll call it less than smooth, uh, that win was for the San Francisco 49ers, specifically Brock Purdy. And we can go through all the numbers and the statistics and everything like that. I think we've proven at this point right now that sometimes in sports it goes beyond the numbers. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs got something, considering that they've ripped off two consecutive wins are now here in the AFC Championship game in Baltimore. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're going with the uh, the field. You're going with somewhere else because I do think there's a reality that both teams, underdogs, do things well enough that would bother the other to spring an upset and move on to come here to Las Vegas for that week. Right now on the money line, Baltimore, the lowest you can find them. This has been on the move up to minus 185 at DraftKings. That's the lowest price I see. Some minus 210s out there. And then as for San Francisco, you can get them as low as minus 310 uh, to win the game. So um, a lot to break down as we've gotten to. But uh, before we continue to jump into all of the breakdowns of the NFC and AFC championship game, Today, we saw news come across that Adrian Griffin, the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, relieved of his duties after 43 games as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks 30 and 13, but and <laughs> we'll get to some of the reactions that were pretty funny. Um, this is a team that was 16, 26 and one. ATS has had a handful of spots, maybe more, most notably against Indiana, where they've just looked flat outright like they not ready to go. What do you make, JVT, of this decision, 43 games in, to let Adrian Griffin go? And what does it mean for the futures market moving forward? Because nothing's happened, obviously, regarding the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. They still, based off of the odds, have the second shortest odds to win the Eastern Conference. They have, I believe, the third shortest odds to win the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. When you look at this move, do you agree with this move? And what does it mean moving forward for the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, look, the, the first part of the or the second part of it, which is the futures odds, it's going to do nothing. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things. And even if they go and hire Doc Rivers, it's not going to exponentially increase their odds of winning a championship. Now, as far as the big answer, which is, are you surprised? Uh, frankly, no, absolutely not. When you look at what has transpired with the Milwaukee Bucks. And if you've paid attention, this should not happen or come around as a surprise. Tim, I'll take you to the offseason where suddenly right before the regular season began, Terry Stotts formed. Former Portland Trailblazers head coach, former head coach of the, uh, of course, lead guard for the Milwaukee Bucks, Damian Lillard, out of nowhere decided, them out. And it wasn't to pursue another job. It wasn't because he wanted to be with his family. By all accounts, is he didn't want to be there. Now, the details of not wanting to be there haven't really come out, other than that there was just some sort of disconnect between him and Adrian Griffin. You go into the regular season, and then multiple times throughout the regular season, you see Giannis Antetokounmpo openly, as I've used the term, punk Adrian Griffin, check himself back into games, refuse to get out of games, argue with him on the sideline openly. You see this team struggle. How about this? 21st in non-garbage time defensive efficiency the Milwaukee Bucks are this year. Each of the last five, or excuse me, uh, yeah, five years, fourth, 14th, 10th, 1st, and 2nd. This is a team that has been one of the better defensive teams in the NBA, specifically under Mike Budenholzer, won the finals, of course, and has greatly struggled on the defensive end. In terms of um, dealing with expectations, one of the worst cover teams in the NBA, this is not a team that was performing very well, and very clearly, there was some internal strife that Adrian Griffin was at the center of, so it's not surprising that this would happen. Go back a few years ago, David Blatt started 30-11. and 11. Cavaliers got rid of him because there was just some sort of disconnect at the top between him and LeBron James. That seems to be the case here. So it's not surprising. It's not surprising that they wanted to move on because this is a team that was built to win now. You got Damian Lillard. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is something that you cannot mess around with. And the fact that they are 16-27 against the spread, one of the worst defenses in the NBA with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Brooke Lopez, it's unacceptable. And I don't think it's surprising that Adrian Griffin has found his way out. Yeah, and for Giannis, I mean, you look at some of his numbers, JVT, he's playing some of the best basketball of his career yep. this year. I mean, you know, we you look at defensively, then the metrics are, are pretty bad, uh, to, to put it lightly, for this Bucks team. Uh, Sham Sharania, in his article today uh, regarding the Terry Stotts decision, which certainly I think should have maybe raised more eyebrows than it did, and I think it did for you, but uh, Sham said, quote, 
Stott's decision came about for myriad of reasons, but all of the underlying issues seemed to come to a head following a brief verbal argument at a shoot-around in Oklahoma City on October 17th. League sources say Stotts, who was Lillard's head coach in Portland for his first nine seasons there, and Griffin never really saw eye-to-eye on his role and responsibilities as an assistant, and the disrespect Stotts felt in that situation served as the final straw for him in that role in Milwaukee. Regardless of why Stotts headed for the exits, the notion of Griffin's coaching staff losing its most experienced voice was an indisputable setback. So here we are, JVT. It's January 23rd. The Boston Celtics, and you know, we could get to the trade. I know you talked about it on the podcast today uh, with Terry Rozier heading to Miami. Didn't really affect the line, as you mentioned uh, on Hardwood Handicappers this morning, but for Milwaukee, We've talked about him a bunch, whether it's been when you've been filling in or just doing guest spots on this show. Looking at their numbers in the futures market at plus 220 to win the East at DraftKings or plus 525 to win the title at Circa, whatever it may be. Where do the Bucks sit for you? Are they a clear stay away, a fade in the playoffs? I know we still have half the season to go, but this news, does it alter how you're looking at the Milwaukee Bucks from a future standpoint, from a game-to-game standpoint, from a series-to-series standpoint when we get to the postseason? Not entirely. I mean, you just got to see what's what the difference is going to be here for this team defensively. I mean, even under Griffin, they did change the way that they were playing. They went back to their normal sort of defense, which is primarily drop coverage to make everybody more comfortable. And this is still a team that is struggling defensively. So maybe a change at the top in terms of a guy that they can respect and like we all change things. Maybe one of the biggest issues you've had as a defense is transition defense and largely that is right a symptom of effort and if you just want to get back more now because the guy who is head coach you like a little bit more maybe that changes and maybe that starts to increase but Tim until we see uh, actual changes statistically with this team defensively until we see Damian Lillard because he is part of this until we see him get better at the point of attack defensively or unless they make a trade that changes their defense and gives them a defensive oriented guard to put next to Damian Lillard I don't see why you would want to change your mind thus staying away from them at plus 475 at this point right now to win an NBA finals shorter to win an Eastern Conference it's just not worth it at this point right now to invest in on January 23rd given where this team is at and given the fact that that number is going to be there pretty much this entire run all the way up into the postseason do you want to see them hire Doc Rivers does that move the needle one way or another uh, I mean I think it moves the needle that if they're up 3-1 there's a pretty good shot they're going to blow it <laughs> I mean Doc's a really good person guy like personnel guy right he'll, he'll get along with the team he'll do the things right and I think that's worth something and I know we're going to talk to Raheem Palmer uh, and he's got his thoughts on Doc as he calls him Glenn uh, right the fact that this team is I think loaded with stars it makes sense to go and get a guy like Doc Rivers but is Doc Rivers a guy that is going to add wins at the margin for you I would say no but I mean there's worse things in the world we just saw it because he just got fired should they have hired nick nurse they shouldn't have fired mike uh, mike budenholzer i think is the they real get one. him back uh, i mean they can they probably should <laughs> but uh, you can't go crawling back now that's jvt i'm tim murray a lot to get to including the line in the afc championship game even though some are saying the baltimore ravens shouldn't even be the favorite yet the line ticked up today to four at some shops not all Kansas City catching four at Baltimore. The Niners, a touchdown favorite against the Detroit Lions. It is V-CIN primetime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray on v the sports betting network. If you haven't already, check out the new v Boy, there are a ton of articles up there. If you want some late-night tennis thoughts, our guy Zachary Cohen's on that. Mike Samich has his early thoughts on the AFC and NFC championship game, including some bets that he likes in the AFC championship. Check it out. New vcin.com today. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. Raheem Palmer, as JVT mentioned in the last segment, will be joining us later on in this hour. We have an NBA trade to get to at some point as Scary Terry, Terry <laughs> Rozier. You don't really have to get to it. Oh. <laughs> it's called a tease. Or you could just listen to Hardwood Handicappers and listen to JVT's breakdown of, yeah, it doesn't really change the market, and uh, it should. So uh, I think I summed it up pretty yeah, good. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, all right. Today we did see a little bit of movement. Uh, we will get to coaching decisions and uh, and whatnot here in the in, uh, in, uh, in just a little bit as uh, still no new hires from the uh, coaching standpoint, but certainly seems like the Chargers – will be landing Jim Harbaugh in the near future. At least that is the, the reports, most of the reports that are out there. But uh, interesting to see today, JVT, that the line in Baltimore, Kansas City, ticked up just a hair. So this has been uh, interesting to note, right? This game opens pretty much three and a half across the market. We saw initial support for Kansas City as this thing went down to three. And now today has been a strong movement towards the Ravens and the money line yesterday we were noticing continued to rise as well. Yesterday we saw the money line in that minus 170 range if you liked Baltimore. Now it's as high as uh, minus 210. Still some minus 185s out there at DraftKings. So as we sit here on Tuesday... Still a lot to to play out, some manipulating of the market. We'll talk more about this game in the hour two with Glenn Clark. But when you saw this line pop north of three, what was your initial feel on this game? And, and were you looking towards the dog or the favorite initially? So I, I don't think I was really surprised too much because, look, Kansas City, for as good as these last two wins have been for them against Miami and then Buffalo, I think it's a team that for the most part people expected to kind of come in and play against, right? I mean, it's an offense that has struggled throughout the entire year. Uh, We know about the issues in terms of execution, the penalties, the drops, all sorts of issues that this team has had. An offensive line, which at times has been susceptible to giving up pressure. And so I think they had the makings of a team that was worth playing against, except for you get into the two scenarios. One of them was in an ice bowl against a team that had like six defenders that weren't playing. And speaking of, you play the Buffalo Bills, which you know, that thing floated around two and a half. Alter Juice, those two, are, uh, those two teams are equals. And they, too, had some injuries on the defensive end. But now, here you are taking on a Ravens team that's at home. First time they've gotten to host an AFC championship game. Uh, the highest power rated team in the AFC that looked every bit the part in the divisional mound uh, win over the Houston Texans. So I don't think I'm too surprised that we've gotten to this point where we're going to get to like three and a half and four. And as far as where I'm at, 
So I feel torn. So I do still have this Kansas City future that's alive. And Tim, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to be a sucker. I'm willing to watch that game against Buffalo and go, holy smokes, he did it again. Yeah. He's 9-1-1 as an underdog. He's won eight of those games outright. He just has it. And sometimes we saw it with Tom Brady. We've seen it with great athletes before. Sometimes that's worth something. And I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to actually go in and like essentially double down, right, with this future and take the four with the Kansas City Chiefs. But I do think that there is something to this team performing. And I'll say this, regardless of the injuries that Buffalo was suffering, and then, of course, with Miami, Tim, they still went out there, had 400 total yards in a game that everybody was betting under because they didn't think the offenses would do anything. And they had 400 total yards and arguably should have had over 30 points, given how well they played in that game. They averaged 7.7 yards per play against the Buffalo Bills. Like, they have looked better. So it's not like they're limping through this. They have at least looked better offensively. And that I can kind of get behind, as well as the trend of Patrick Mahomes performing in the role of an underdog. When you look at Kansas City and the performance that they had on Sunday night, to your point, I'm going to reiterate a lot of the same points, which is, I mean, drive by drive, JVT. They just, they weren't. Now, did we see them falter inside the red zone or not in the red zone in inside Buffalo territory on their first drive that led to the Butker field goal? Yes. Their second drive, they couldn't get it in. Uh, they were at the 11 yard line. So we've seen a little bit of that. JVT, where they have struggled inside the red zone, whether it be against Miami, whether it be against Buffalo. But man, that second half, boy, you you started to see it again, right? Their first two drives right down the field, 75 yards, six plays, 75 yards, eight plays. They have the fumble at the goal line. Um, Uh, that, you know, they they could have salted that game away after the fake punt by the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I don't know about you. I was hoping, I think when Bass was lining up for that field goal, I had my my phone ready to bet the Chiefs, right? Because I I had no no qualms about them going downfield in the last minute, 20 seconds of scoring. We've seen it a million times. We've seen it a million times, and given how they had played in that game, I had no no thoughts that they weren't going to do that. I thought they were going to win that game. I thought it was just nearly, you can't guarantee anything, but as close as you can in a sporting event, just given how well they had played in that second half. Yeah, my, I mean, when I can't, when I looked at this game um, initially, I do think, and I don't, I'm not, I don't think it's crazy to say, I think Baltimore is the better team one through 53. And looking at the two quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, rightfully so, is going to win the MVP of this league. But I think if you asked 100 people, how many people say they would rather have Patrick Mahomes leading their team in the playoffs, sure. right? Majority, if not all of them, right? But looking at the defense that we saw from Baltimore, especially in that second half, I think Baltimore wins, but am I racing right now to lay north of a field goal right. with the Baltimore Ravens? Not really. Like, And personally, I was hoping to get a maybe a cheaper money line price. And maybe we get there. Maybe we, as this week goes on, maybe we start to see a little bit of buyback, but I, I was just a little surprised to see this money line tick up to the price that it has at some spots at, at minus $2 minus two ten, And maybe we start to see that, you know, come back because look, we know that the public really isn't going to get involved with this game until later on this week. And, and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, it's, it's interesting to note that this line at most spots, Circa Westgate Superbook, some other spots has ticked up to four. And I want to, I'll make two points, one for each side. I think against the Ravens would be, they were great against Houston, right? You limited them to 10 first downs, 412 on third down, 213 total yards of 4.5 yards per play. However, I had brought this up with you, and this is a point that I had stuck to quite a bit with Baltimore. Remember, that was essentially the third consecutive game in which they were facing that Shanahan-style offense, yep. right? They had faced the 49ers. They had faced Mike McDaniel. They had faced Bobby Slowick, a former passing game coordinator. So there was some familiarity with taking on that offense as consistently as they did. It's still a very good defense, but it's a defense that had like three bites of the apple when it came to that offense. And by the way, that offense was led by a rookie quarterback making his first road playoff start. Like those are things that work in your favor. On the other end, you get, a, you get a defense for the Kansas City Chiefs that is very strong along the edges. Edge rusher, corner, safety is strong. However, one of the issues we've seen and we saw pop up against Buffalo, this is a team that, Tim, again, ranks 26th against the run by many different metrics, including adjusted line yards allowed per carry, according to FTN. So when you look at everything, you can make a case here that Baltimore comes out 
runs the ball down this team's throat. They can't get off the field. They don't have to throw it as much, and they have success in that regard. But I also don't want to put too much weight into what Baltimore did defensively, only because they were facing an offense that had similar principles for essentially the third consecutive week. And that is really, I think, something that helps you out when you're when you're talking about preparing for an opponent in a playoff game. When you look at Travis Kelsey, what do we make of, of the performance that he had? Almost a, a throwback type of game. He hadn't found the end zone in seven consecutive games. He finds it twice in Buffalo, five catches for 75 yards. And look, back to the Miami game, he was targeted 10 times in that game, had a couple uncharacteristic drops. Travis Kelsey for, you know, a first ballot Hall of Famer, his numbers this year were not Kelsey-esque, even though he was by some people's eyes, I think an all pro this year. But for him, how much different does he makes this offense? The fact that he has been averaging over 70 yards per game in these last two uh, playoff games. Oh, it's huge. It's absolutely massive. And if he can be like him and Rishi Rice, who is starting to look a little bit yep. more comfortable in his roles. Marcus Valdez-Scanling's making catches. Dude, that catch Contested was ridiculous. Catches. But it does speak to it. Like Next Gen Stats had a, had, a, had a stat during the game, which was essentially, you know, those uh, throws 20 or more yards downfield in tight windows, as they call it. That was the first completion of such for the Kansas City Chiefs since week five. Like, that's how the season has gone for them. But if he can, yeah, if, if Travis Kelsey's going to be good, then I think that's going to open up a lot of things for him. It's worth pointing out. Buffalo in this game, I think uh, coming into this about 15th by DVOA standards against opposing tight ends. Miami was third worst. So again, when you're talking about the resurgence of mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey taking on two below average auto defenses when it comes to at least covering tight ends. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Our best bets are coming up on the other side of the break. We'll get some uh, thoughts uh, around the coaching carousel as well. One of my favorite plays and also always check out vcent.com slash picks. JVT has a couple plays from uh, an earlier appearance on follow the money. We threw in my play. Uh, because the game starts at the bottom of the hour. Georgetown. Again, huh? Going back to the well. Plus three and a half. A little revenge spot against the Butler Bulldogs. So we will take Georgetown. That game starting at 6.30 Eastern. Our other best bets on the other side of the break. It is V-CIN primetime. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. For the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription, sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199. Use that promo code PRIME to get access to everything. Our brand new vcin.com website has to offer, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which vcin expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Plus, we'll have the upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember, use that promo code PRIME to get your first year of VEASAN Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today, vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. Not betting information, but it's sports stuff. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, Joe Maurer. Those are your three Hall of Famers inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Billy Wagner, five votes shy of getting in in his ninth try so he will uh, have one more go of it uh, next year on his final year on the old uh, ballot there all right <sighs> moving on yeah big yawn from uh big yawn from jvt understandably so uh more importantly i'm gonna put up this twitter poll what do you think a fair way to look at it? because you came in hot take today junior mints top five Candy. Top five candy. Top five candy. Now, are you just pro mint? Like, are you a mint chocolate chip yeah, like ice cream guy? Yeah, mint chocolate chip guy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's solid. I wouldn't say top five. Peppermint mocha. Mm. York peppermint patties. Okay. It's a big mint guy. What's your number one candy? Oh, number one is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups by far. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. We're not going crazy. 
And now, this is probably this do is, you lump do you lump peanut butter cups and Reese's peen, uh, pieces into like the no. same category or the two different things? You think I'm a moron? I'm just asking. What are we doing? I'm just we worked ask, together for I'm long enough. Asking the question. I didn't know that you were a pro mint guy. I am a pro mint guy, but if you think Reese's pieces and Reese's peanut butter cups are the same thing, I don't. I was what just doing. I'm, I, so I'm talking to the people now. I'm just asking the question. I'm talking to the people now. I don't know. Sometimes. You think it's not fair to lump them in the same uh, in the same category? Ro- very pro Reese's Reese's peanut butter. I would say Reese's peanut butter cups and then Reese's peanut butter puffs before Reese's peanut butter pieces. How about that? Well, that's the number one. Reese's peanut butter cup eggs are the best candy ever invented. What about this, the Christmas tree? Anything holiday, really? Yeah, you know. The peanut butter ratio goes up, which is really it sad. really is. It's true. Yep. Yeah, anything where you can get involved with some sort of Christmas uh, design. I'm all in. Um, where are you on uh, peanut butter M&M's? Uh, probably number three on my list of uh, overall candies. Okay. Number two, the classic Snickers bar. Solid. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. I would not have it that high. I'm not anti-Snickers, but I'm not pro jump on the table Snickers. John Goulet embarrassed himself walking in here and brought Milky Way to the table. (laughs) You are very anti-Milky Way. I like Milky Way. I will say. It's a popper's candy bar. One of the the more underrated candy bars out there. And uh, I love nothing better than coming, you know, when you're, if you have kids, they come home from, from, uh, (laughs) Oh, I got one left. Any more left? I got one left. I got one left. (laughs) They're heart-shaped Valentine's Day. When they come home from um, Halloween, and they have a hundred grand in there, yep. and you know your kid's not gonna eat the hundred grand. And I just, I, I hoard all of those. I'm like, yep, give me that hundred grand. Very underrated. But uh, I'm gonna put up a Twitter poll: Is our Junior Mints a plural, a top five candy? All right, we got some best bets to get to. We got to think of a poll question as well. We we're we're concocting one. We got to get we got to get visual uh, effects for this. Raheem Palmer are gonna join us in ten minutes. But let's start with you, sir. Uh, pretty light slate on uh, the nba card tonight uh you there are five games mm-hmm. on the board tonight a game that you are very intrigued by i don't think you have a bet in hand but your clippers taking on the los angeles lakers so five games tonight on the nba card jvt where are you headed with the nba card this evening yeah for the actual bet we'll go to indiana uh tyrese halliburton was ruled out for about the next three games for indiana you know for those who don't remember right he had that scary split where he uh, Strained his hamstring, left the game against the Boston Celtics, missed about five games, came back actually on Friday against the Portland Trailblazers. They lost that game, apparently re-aggravated it because he didn't play against uh, Phoenix, and then earlier today it was reported he's not going to play for the next three games. So no Tyrese Halliburton for Indiana. Pascal Siakam's going to play. But this is just a team, Tim, that's running up against it, I think, here at Denver from a matchup standpoint. It just doesn't really work out. When you look at this front court of 6'10", Michael Porter, I think he's seven feet tall, but like 6'10", Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, 6'11", you have seven-footer Nikola Jokic. This is a very good rebounding team, taking on one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA in the Indiana Pacers. This is one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, taking on one of the best offensive teams in the NBA. There's no real answer for Nikola Jokic. There's no true perimeter option for Jamal Murray. This should be a pretty good spot for Denver to come in here and win by margin against Indiana, who is not going to have its best player. So minus four and a half here with the Denver Nuggets I still think five is playable obviously there's a couple of I think there's like a four and a half minus 115 out there if you want to go and play that you know where uh, but I think five is a perfectly playable number here still with the uh, Denver Nuggets but this is the uh, the lone real bet today is the Denver Nuggets minus four and a half against the Indiana Pacers slight card not much going on all right uh pretty busy college basketball slate tonight with uh some some intriguing spots uh the game that i just gave out before the break already underway georgetown and butler uh that should be a pretty high scoring game so a lot of variance in that game but we uh we took the three and a half with the hoyas you and your conglomerate who's my conglomerate i don't know you said we so I just oh yeah. yeah that's true I took three and a half with George. I always like to pretend like my kids are like part of my betting group. You know what I mean? Like we, we decided to lock in on the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. When when it's we, it's just me and myself thinking about uh, what bets we're going to take. Uh, but yes, uh, taking Georgetown here uh, against Butler. Georgetown coming off of a, a pretty 
interesting game last week where we had on Friday, yep. we took the points with Georgetown and they were red hot from the field. Ultimately, they did uh, did not get there for a v- victory, but got the cover rather rather comfortably in that one. Um, I do know that producer Britain's alma mater, Nebraska, very popular play among some. Jim Root gave it out earlier today on uh, on a numbers game. I like the Cornhuskers. Numbers kind of gotten away from us. I took some money line, but not going to give that one out. Two late night Big 12 games I will uh, dive into. Going to hold on to your butts a little bit on these. Uh, Oklahoma State is pretty terrible. Um, Winless in conference play and I had circled this spot for a while, JVT, just wondering, all right, they're going to be at home. When's going to be a good spot to potentially back the pokes to maybe get their first win? It could be ultimately on Saturday, but I'm going to take the four and a half with Oklahoma State here uh, against TCU. TCU, though, coming off back-to-back losses, so don't love that fact. Uh, They did come back uh, over the weekend against uh, Iowa State, uh, down 20 at one point, ultimately, though, uh, did lose by once. We're going to take the pokes plus the four and a half. And then a couple weeks back, JVT, you and I were on the show together and you and I had a similar play fading BYU against Baylor, a game that they would lose on the road in Waco, 81-72. Baylor got the cover that day. You and I were of the belief, rightfully so, that this team and BYU was way overinflated based off of the computer numbers. They were as high as number four in Ken Palm. So since then, they have gone two and five, or two and three, excuse me, two two wins in their five games here in the Big 12. They're at home, though, at the Marriott Center. Marriott Center in the WCC days uh, was was always a tricky place to play. We got Cougar on Cougar crime here, JVT, and uh, I'm going to bet BYU. I'm going to take the two and a half. You could have got a three just a little while ago, but I think this is a competitive game for BYU coming off a loss to Texas Tech over the weekend at home. I I think BYU gets a a little bit of a bump here, um, and if they can hit their shots like they've been one to do, very contrasting styles. Houston going to be super slow it down, one of the slowest teams in the country number one in defensive efficiency number eight in a, a opponent three-point uh, field goal percentage BYU on the other hand is a top 43 point shooting team they want to get up and down their top 15 in offensive efficiency so I'm gonna take BYU here at home as a short dog so a couple home dogs in the big 12 Oklahoma State and uh, BYU tonight uh, both those games tipping off at nine o'clock eastern I think you could say this like overall but about college basketball but it seems very true about the big 12 it seems like it's pretty smart to just go with these home teams in the Big 12. Like, we're seeing these road trips are brutal for a lot of these yep. teams. We saw BYU. You mentioned the Baylor game. You hit another consecutive road game after that. You get pushed by uh, by UCF. You win that game. We saw this Houston team lose consecutive roadies, right? Iowa State TCU, as you mentioned. Like, this has been kind of a brutal conference. I mean, it's a very good conference. And going on the road in these environments has been absolutely wild for all of these teams. And a lot of these are new environments. Now, yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there who, yeah, especially in the NFL over the years, we've kind of proven out eh, home field advantage a little bit overrated we'll see about college basketball houston going up to provo first time for them being there how are they going to to deal with uh you know with going on the road there to byu so i think this is a big spot for byu uh so i'll take the points with byu oklahoma state we'll see man that one uh that one's a little scary but uh i, I just had that spot circled wish tc who had pulled it out against iowa state would have liked that spot a little bit more but uh, those are the three dogs we're rolling with tonight jvt once again laying it denver denver nuggets on the nuggets raheem palmer he'll join us on the other side of the break as adrian griffin out as the head coach of the milwaukee bucks what's next at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet just five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN. That's V S I N. Only DraftKings Sportsbook. Once again, that code VSIN, the crown is yours. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst and host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I am Tim Murray. Raheem Palmer from The Ringer joins us right now. You can follow him at I am Raheem Stradamus on Twitter. Raheem, appreciate you jumping on with us. A lot to get to. We will get to your thoughts on the conference championship games second. But let's start with the breaking news of the day. Adrian Griffin relieved of his duties after just 40 three games on the sidelines for the Milwaukee Bucks. We opened the show with getting JVT's thoughts. I'm curious your thoughts. You were tweeting about it a little bit earlier today. So when this news came across, what was your instant thought uh, just initially? And then secondly, what does it mean for you from a betting standpoint? Okay, this was the right move, 100%. When you look at this team, they were filled with turmoil since bef- since the preseason. You had Terry Stott, which was one of the, the assistant coaches. He was brought over to you know kind of be that veteran assistant. We know he coached Damian Lillard with Portland, and he quits before the season starts. And you look at this team, Adrian Griffin, he was a defensive-minded coach, but They have one of the worst defenses in the league. You're talking about a defense which is 21st in defensive rating, 117 points per under possessions, and they can't stop a nosebleed. And not only is the defense bad, but the vibes are bad. He lost Dame before the season even started. He lost the rest of the team. And then once he loses Giannis, it was all over. So they had to get rid of him. This is very reminiscent of, I don't know if you guys remember, 2016, David Black, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the year they won the championship. The Cleveland Cavaliers were 30 and 11 at the time. And Griffin just said, look, we got to fire this guy because the vibes are all bad and he doesn't see things getting better. And when you're on a championship or a bus team, you can't afford to sit this one out. So they made the right move. Are they going to make the right move and getting the replacement? Because I know that you have an affinity for Doc Rivers, who has been the first name that was out there for this job. Oh, I don't. I don't have an affinity. affinity. (laughs) No, I'm being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) And you can explain your stance on Doc here in a moment. But, you know, I saw your back and forth, Matt Moore, over the Action Network. And I agree. And I I put it this way, too, is I think you want a coach that adds wins on the margins. And I just don't know if Doc is that coach. Yeah, he's not that coach. I think a lot of people misunderstood me on Twitter. I was saying that Doc Rivers, he is an upgrade over Adrian Griffin. And he is. Doc Rivers is a coach who, if look, he's a competent head coach. And that's more than you can say about a lot of head coaches out there. I mean, we got head coaches losing 27 games in a row. But if you need a head coach who is going to make in-game adjustments and raise your ceiling to a championship level, Doc Rivers is not that guy. He's a guy who he's going to give you a high floor. He's going to allow you to to just be competent night to night. But as you saw with the Philadelphia 76ers, he never raised their level. 
You saw it with the Clippers. He never raised their level. So I think he's the wrong guy for this job. But at the same time, you're at, you're looking to hire a head coach midseason. That's very difficult to do. There's not it's not like these head coaches grow on trees. So I understand if the owners want to hire him. But if you're looking at a championship contender and a championship robust, he's not the guy. Man, if only there was a coach that led a team to the finals and was used to working with Giannis Antetokounmpo. But I don't know. I don't know where they could find a guy like that. All right, let me ask you this <laughs> then. Um, I, like I've been in the mindset when I've watched Milwaukee a bunch. Like, yeah, the vibes are clearly off. You watch Giannis Punk, Adrian Griffin a bunch. We saw everything that was going on. I also watched Damian Lillard play some crappy defense throughout this entire year. So how much of a difference is this defense going to make? Like how much of a leap is this going to make? Even if Doc gets in there, I still think this is going to be an issue for them, don't you? Oh, it's definitely going to be an issue. And like at the end of the day, I, I just don't know what kind of scheme that you could put around that Bucks team that's going to improve their defense because it's not just Dane. They have a severe lack of athleticism. I mean, you even go back to last season with, with Drew Holiday. Like, Jimmy Butler was cooking that team, and they could not stop, stop the heat to save their lives. So the one thing I will say is that I think in the modern-day NBA, I think your offense is your floor. And if you look at the entire Giannis-Mike Bootenholzer era, they only had a top five offense once during the postseason, during the entire era. So this was a team that consistently struggled to score within the postseason. So I think adding Dame Lillard and, and getting rid of Drew Holiday, it does help them in that regard. But if they could just do something to be serviceable defensively, like just some type of scheme, because they're giving up everything right now. They're giving up threes. They're giving up dunks. They're giving up layups. They're giving up offensive rebounds. They could just do something to be serviceable. I think they have a real shot of winning the East. Raheem Palmer joining us here on VSIN Primetime. All right, Raheem, let's uh, let's get to the championship games this weekend. Make sure you follow Raheem on Twitter at I am Raheem Stradamus. Uh, you know, when you look at the AFC, uh, Rostradamus. Rostradamus. Come on, Rostradamus. Rostradamus. Yeah. You never listen. To, you never listen to Nas. Not a so lot. Nas had hit back to back albums called. I am in Nostradamus. So that's where like, I kind of get it from. And then it's also the play on Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that second part. Not, not, maybe not so much the first part. I'm a big Nas guy. <laughs> uh, not a big, yeah, not a big, uh, not, a, not a big music guy there. Uh, the, the nerdy ginger here. Um, but AFC Championship, we saw a little bit of movement towards Baltimore today. Uh, and, you know, this is the, the money line has been bed and bed up here for Baltimore. Look, the numbers are what they are uh, for for Patrick Mahomes. Nine one and one ATS in his last eleven games. Four and zero ATS last four playoff games. A uh, bunch of those. The Super Bowl, he was an underdog. When you look at Raheem, this AFC Championship game in Baltimore, what do your numbers say? And and how initially are you thinking to attack the AFC Championship game? So my numbers absolutely love Baltimore in this game. I'm one of the fortunate ones because before the postseason started, I told everybody, take the Kansas City Chiefs 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl and also take them plus 450 to win the AFC. So I don't have to make a decision here and I could just, you know, take Baltimore money line. I think you're seeing it like, I mean, it's up to minus 198 now, so it kind of hurts, but I can take Baltimore money line and hedge out of this thing. So um, that's probably where I'm going to be looking to do. Just, you know, try to get the easy profit because you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they all pro guard Joe Dooney. He's undergoing an MRI because he had a pectoral injury. And this Baltimore Ravens defense is for real. Um, at the same time, for anybody who doesn't have those futures, it's tough to it's tough to tell you to lay the three and a half with the Ravens just because we know Patrick Mahomes. He kind of transcends any point spread. You, you're talking about a guy who's now one and one as an underdog. So I, I don't really want to go there. Like for me, I probably wouldn't touch a side in this game at all. I actually think this is going to, this is going to be over. Like I initially was looking under 45 and a half, but I just think both of these quarterbacks are going to be very difficult to slow down despite both of these defenses being top five and EPA for playing success rate. So uh, that's where I'm looking. I'm probably looking towards the over. All right. What about the NFC championship game? Then uh, 49ers laying about a touchdown here against the Detroit lions. So all the sharp money is, is coming in on San Francisco. Like I've had numerous syndicates hit me say, you know, we're taking San Francisco minus six and a half, but there's something off about this game. And it, it just like, for me, I look at this 
the San Francisco 49ers team. And you're talking about a team who they either win by 13 or they lose outright outside of that game against the Packers. This is not a team who has played many competitive games this season. And the 49ers run defense, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. I think they're 15th in EPA per play. And we know that the Lions are going to be able to run the ball with Jameer Gibbs. So I expect the Lions to shorten this game. I don't have anything on the side right now, but I'm really skeptical about the 49ers. Brock Purdy, he didn't answer any of those questions that people had for him last week. I know he got it done on the final drive, but I look at that game as a game where the Green Bay Packers made a lot of mistakes down the stretch. You had to miss field goal. You had to tip pass interception. How many interceptions did they drop from Brock Purdy? So I think the Detroit Lions can kind of get inside this number. To be honest with you, I don't think the number is going to matter. I think Detroit wins this game outright when they get blown out. So I'm probably going to be looking towards Detroit, but this is a tough one because all the sharp money is going to be on the 49ers. That's the sharp side. So we'll see what happens. Raheem Palmer joining us here. Raheem, before we let you run, we got five more days before these games kick off. Is there anyone you're looking initially to attack in the prop market? Um, Definitely Jameer Gibbs, without a doubt. I want to attack him because I think the the way for the Lions to win this game is through through the run. Um, obviously, you've got David Montgomery as well, but I think Jameer Gibbs is much more explosive. So that's a guy I'm going to be looking at attack. Raheem Palmer from The Ringer. Great stuff, man. Always appreciate it. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me. And I'll catch you all out there. I'll be out there for the Super Bowl. So hopefully we can turn up and, and you'll catch some winners. I will. He won't. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I see you, Fair. There he is, Raheem Palmer. You want to give out his Twitter handle? I am Rostradamus. Come uh, on. There you go. I got to put out my Twitter poll on Junior Mints. All right. It's V-CIN primetime. Come on back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.